AM850KFUO, the messenger of good news. This is the Midday Moments program, and it's time now for our moment on the lighter side. And John Lakomsky set us up with, once again, St. Peter of St. Peter's Hook and Crook. Welcome back. Oh, welcome to you too, Gary. Hey, say, say, do you know what they call a turkey the day after Thanksgiving? Uh, I don't know what. Lucky. (laughs) (laughs) You know why a pilgrim's pants are always falling down? I don't know that either. Well, because they wear their buckles on their hats. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Peter, I think it's uh, probably enough Thanksgiving jokes. Well, you know, I'd stop, Gary, but I can't quit cold turkey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, on the other hand, you know, I could turn off your mic and gobble up all the time myself. (laughs) Good good point, Gary. Good point. (laughs) (laughs) And you do have some serious questions to answer today. Last week, you told us about a time when Jesus was in trouble. Surprisingly, he didn't use his godly powers to overcome his problems. Rather, he simply went and hid. Uh, That's correct, Gary. His enemies were coming to stone him to death. Now, you might have thought as the son of God, he would have stopped them in their tracks with some miraculous sign. Or he might have done tit for tat and brought down a little hellfire and brimstone of his own upon his enemies' heads. Instead, he did a very human thing. He went and hid. And you said there was nothing miraculous about that. It wasn't like he magically disappeared or something. He just hid. Yes, just like you and I might do if we found ourselves in trouble. Now, this seems to be rather peculiar on the part of Jesus until you realize it's the exact same thing he does in our lives. It seems like when trouble comes along, isn't that what Jesus does in our lives? He goes goes hiding. I mean, where is he when we're ill, when we're having family problems, when there's trouble at work? You think if he's God, he would step in and do some kind of miracle and resolve everything. But more often than not, it seems like he goes hiding. And yet you said last week there's a reason he hides. You also said there's something very important he's doing while he's hiding. And you said you would tell us the answer to those questions this week. Well, and and so I will. Although, first, let me make another point. (laughs) And what's that? You know, it's not really all that surprising that Jesus doesn't just jump in doing a miraculous sign here or, or some tremendous wonder there. Why would that not be surprising, especially considering that he is the Almighty God? Well, well, you probably know people who are like that, always showing off their power. I mean, they they always have to point out how many college degrees they have or what a great job they have, what a wonderful car and beautiful house they have. They like to show off all their power and glory. (laughs) That's for sure. We all know people like that. Well, yes, we all know people who like to impress others with all their abilities, Although I suppose I should talk. I've been known to do a little boasting myself, you know. Yeah, that's right, Peter. I remember you once said you didn't know about the rest of the disciples, but you were willing to go to prison or even die for Jesus. Now you've gone from preaching to meddling, Gary. <laughs> uh, but you're right. I, I'm one of those guys who, who are always trying to impress others. But for that reason, I can speak personally to this issue. And what personal insight do you have to share with us today? Well, most people who like to show off, who who try to impress you, are basically very insecure about themselves. As I said, I speak from personal experience. They do all of this showing off in order to try to prove something to you, or or perhaps to try to prove something to themselves, to prove that, that they're stronger and better 
than what they really think they are. I agree with you, Peter. A lot of boastful people, myself included, boast because basically they doubt themselves. But what does that have to do with Jesus hiding? Well, you see, uh, Jesus has no such internal psychological conflict. He doesn't have to prove anything to anybody. He knows who he is. He knows that he's Almighty God. He knows there's not a thing that exists that he hasn't created. You see, he has no need to try and prove anything to you or, or anybody else. Demonstrating his power is not a concern for him. He is all-powerful. He's God, after all. I can understand why God doesn't have to show his power to prove something to himself, but it would be nice for God to use his power to prove something to me. <laughs> well, you'd think so, wouldn't you? But Jesus knows better. I mean, throughout the Bible, Gary, Jesus is doing wonders and miracles, and still nobody believes in him. Why, why he even rose from the grave, and his own followers just thought someone stole his body. Now, Jesus doesn't worry about impressing himself or impressing others. He just goes and hides and does what he came to do. But that is the question, Peter. What is he doing when he hides? What? I gave you a hint last week. You mean about Jesus dying on the cross? Yes, that, that's it exactly. You see, that's another example of Jesus hiding, isn't it? I, I mean, think about it. Anyone seeing him hanging on the cross with a body beaten and bruised, with, with blood dripping down his face from the crown of thorns, with, with him struggling to take each breath, do you think anyone would see that Jesus hanging from the cross and say, Oh, hey, look, there's the Almighty God. Of course they wouldn't, Peter. In fact, according to the prophet Isaiah, rather than thinking that he was God, people thought he was afflicted by God. He was truly hidden on the cross, wasn't he? And yet on the cross, uh, he was doing the most godly thing he ever did. Truly more godly than turning water into wine, healing the sick, calming the storm, or feeding the 5,000. And what godly thing was that? Why, he was given his life as a ransom so that all our sins could be forgiven. You know, it's interesting that no one questioned Jesus' ability to do wonders and miracles. But on those occasions when he would forgive someone their sins, uh, right away people were carping, how can a man forgive sins? And don't you see... Those comments reveal an important truth. And what truth is that? That only God can forgive sins. And that's what God was doing while he hid on the cross. He was doing the most godly thing that can be done. He was doing everything necessary so you and I could be forgiven. But Peter, what does that mean for those times in our lives when Jesus hides? It means, even though he's hidden, he's probably doing something wonderful for you as well. You may not see him, but trust me, he's doing everything necessary that all things will work together for your good. Hmm, you have a good point. When I think about the times that I've been most loving, compassionate, or even courageous, it's usually when there's some struggle going on. Well, it's just like Paul says in Romans 5. Suffering produces endurance, and endurance produces character, and character produces hope. Uh, but I'd be careful in assuming that Jesus is hiding just because he wants to make us better people. No, what he wants to do is much more than that. What he wants to do is, is the same thing he did when he hid on the cross. What he wants is, is to give us faith in the forgiveness of sins. I suppose that's why Paul goes on to say in Romans 5, for while we were still weak at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. For one will scarcely die for a righteous person, though perhaps a good person one would dare even to die. 
But God shows his love for us and that while we were sinners, he still died for us. You know, that brings an interesting thought to mind, Gary. As we said, there are times in our lives when Jesus seems to hide, uh, when we cannot see that he is the almighty God. But precisely at those times, we also see that we're not God, don't we? In the midst of our unresolved struggles, we have to come to the painful realization we are not God as well. I think I get it, Peter. It's precisely in those times of weakness that the hidden Jesus is able to come into our lives and give us faith. As Paul says, it was precisely while we were weak that Jesus came and died for us. It's precisely in those times when Jesus is hidden in our daily lives that we realize that the greatest proof of his love is that while we are sinners, Christ died for us. But how can we know that for sure? How can we know Jesus still loves us when he seems hidden in the trials of our day-to-day life? I think the Apostle Paul has already answered that question for us. There's only one way we can know for sure Jesus loves us. It cannot be known by what happens in our day-to-day lives. There's just too much contradictory evidence. Often Jesus does bless, far more than we even realize. But often there are struggles and trials when Jesus seems hidden away. The only way we can know for sure how much he loves us is by what we hear in his Holy Bible, the story of how Jesus died and rose again to forgive our sins. As Apostle Paul put it, if while we were enemies, we were reconciled to God by the death of his son, much more, now that we are reconciled, shall we be saved by his life. More than that, we also rejoice in God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have now received reconciliation. Thank you for your time today. Well, you know, Gary, it's, it's always my pleasure. And, and just remember, the next time Jesus seems to be hiding in your life, Know that he's still there, doing everything necessary for your salvation. Well, that's a good point to make. And thank you so much again, and goodbye, Peter. I hope you have a very blessed Thanksgiving. Uh, uh, Blessed Thanksgiving to you as well, Gary. And and don't forget, stop, drop, and pass the rolls. (laughs) I'll remember that. We are the messenger of good news, KFUO, Christ for you anytime, anywhere.